little off the beaten track. Not exactly have my gimbal working correctly, but what the heck? I'm listening to Raven Rock. It's about various American plans for surviving a nuclear war. There's some uh, distressing material in here. So apparently, during the early Reagan administration. All right, they, they set up all these plans to move you know, millions of Americans out of cities into the country. And there was fear that uh, you know, urban minorities wouldn't necessarily assimilate well, and that uh, some white people in Virginia would not exactly welcome them to their community, which I think is really sad. And so I think the solution is that you send you know, urban blacks to those communities that will welcome them, like Beverly Hills and Martha's Vineyard and uh, Nancy Pelosi's district in San Francisco. So there are backward white people who don't welcome diversity, then, uh, then send them to those, those more enlightened white people who welcome diversity. not just the, the physical infrastructure, right? Apparently, there's uh, concerns about social cohesion. I don't know why, but... Uh, so they thought there'd be a lot of racial tensions when rural white communities start absorbing uh, large numbers of uh, non-white minorities. I don't know why, why they think there's going to be so much tension. It seems rather pessimistic to me. Maybe they'd welcome the diversity. So... Hey, I'm really off the beaten track here, trying to find my way to Botany Bay. I'm like Captain Cook. Captain Cook down Botany Bay, and I'm trying to do my best from La Perouse. city descend on their community and uh, they're afraid there'd be tension and as many rural Americans have guns and there are a lot of concerns that they would start shooting outsiders. But maybe they'd welcome them, right? Maybe it'd be a good thing. I don't know why they're spending so much energy and time and concern worrying about integration. You know, why not just the glories of diversity go to work? So I was just on La, I think it was La Peru's beach, and it's the most diverse beach that I, I've seen yet. Whoa. 
of this is connected, but it's also the dirtiest to have the most trash. And I had a large number of people who died there. So maybe those who aren't native born Aussies perhaps don't have the same respect for the ocean that uh, the, the, the dinky die Aussies have. They kind of raise them. So the guy who ran FEMA apparently for the, for the Reagan administration. Oh, he'd written his uh, he'd written his PhD thesis. Written his PhD thesis on how America should put black nationalists in concentration internment camps to try to get a handle on the whole social integration, social cohesion thing. Pretty edgy. So apparently all these government agencies such as FEMA during the Reagan administration were concerned about evacuees are upsetting the racial balance in their new communities when they flee the cities in event of a nuclear war. I have a much more optimistic perspective. So I think uh, La Perouse Beach, it's uh, most diverse I've seen in Australia. Uh, one third Asian, one third white, one third Muslim. Everyone was nice and friendly and walking around with my Seat, seat, my fringe is out. Absolutely no worries, mate. So, here in Australia, we're too too happy to hate. Hey, Duncan. I'm trying to find my way to Botany Bay. Gosh. Where the hell am I going? is not what I signed up for. And that's what a lot of my girlfriends would tell me. This is not what I signed up for. Not, not me, not what I would do, not what I like. It's actually everything that I oppose on some level. But I admire the fact that they're just so honest that they're just kind of moving, like, blindly, without fear, like, just moving into the future. Moving into a disaster. Okay. I really got to work on my gimbal skills. Hey, Duncan, mate. Hang on. Like in the eye, but one of the things we admitted is a lot of the cast and crews, you know, not really articulate or like 
elitist or like up to par. So, I mean, you, would, you, would you still consider like even though Kanye is obviously not like a you know theory snob and all this, like the fact that there is movement at all is that is that your, your take? Is that like it's Overton window shifting is a positive? No, no, Overton window. I, I hate that metaphor. Okay, it's just a stupid metaphor. Um, it, it's it's not. Wait, why is Overton window a stupid idea? Because it's been overused. An idea can be excellent. An idea can be you know, overused, perhaps. People can go too far with an idea. People can make an idea boring. But uh, how on earth is the concept of the Overton window, meaning, you know, that which is acceptable, how on earth is that stupid? I don't quite follow how that's stupid. I, and I think it's actually a really deceptive metaphor because uh, this is like, I've heard this for years, you know. We, we just need to keep pushing people right and then someday they'll agree with us or something. I don't. Okay. Hang on here. Walking around with my bags of high quality electronic equipment. I'm totally going to make this work. Hello. Amen, brother. All right. Um, Aaron, use the glass first. Hey, uh, thank you. Um, I just wanted to... Oh, no, sorry. Uh, all right. Uh, so I know that, like, uh, Richard, when you were doing your thing with, like, NPI, uh, one of the things you admitted is a lot of the cast and crew was, you know, not really articulate or, like, elitist or, like, up to par. So, I mean, you, you, would you still consider, like, even though Kanye is obviously not, like, a... You know, snob and all this like the fact that there is movement at all is that is that your, your take is that like it's over to window shifting is a so notice you know richard thought that the problems were with other people not with himself right it's not things that he was doing wrong he doesn't bear responsibility for the type of people that he attracted or recruited or uh you know served with it's uh there's other people they were of poor quality they they let richard down Overton window. I, I hate that metaphor. I okay. think that's just a stupid metaphor. Um, it, it's it's not like, I, and I think it's actually a really deceptive metaphor because oh, oh, this is like I've heard this for years. You know, we, we just need to keep pushing people right, and then someday they'll agree with us or something. I, I look right and the left are both variously adaptive responses that have proven themselves over thousands of years. So left-wing approach is to have a more equality. The right-wing approach is to accept hierarchy as the natural order of being. Uh, the right-wing approach is like stoner with punishment. Uh, the left-wing approach is uh, more permissive. All right, so 
these different responses we've evolved over thousands and thousands of years and in some situations the right-wing response to be afraid of strangers to build walls right that's the most adaptive response and in other situations to be open to strangers and open to immigrants that's a more adaptive response so no you don't want to always be pushing right because sometimes all the knee-jerk right-wing solutions are not the best and then in other situations you know a left-wing response will work better Responded to hail, responded to Hellgate and hail out people, hail victory, all that stuff. All right, you you appeal to a lot of morons then. And it's ultimately not something that most people would like, you know, and understandably. Um, I don't, you know, but this is the stuff. This it's elite in the sense that Kanye is a or was a millionaire and still has a lot of money but um, but he's obviously not an elite in the way that any serious person would take that and I also do think this is going to be disastrous I mean I I this cannot win an election and this is going to turn off I mean I would say this I think Christianity it, thankfully is like done for the next 500 years after this kind of stuff Wait, the Christianity's done for the next 500 years because of this Kanye West stuff? The Kanye West, guys, did you realize that Kanye West is going to end Christianity for the next 500 years? All right, just uh, count me a tad skeptical here. I mean, that seems like a rather dramatic overreaction. That's just me. But, you know, however crazy Kanye West is and Nick Fuentes and Christian nationalism is, really, you think this is going to just end Christianity for 500 years? I mean, that's really exciting to say. And it's kind of amazing to listen to. But uh, is that fair dinkum? Like... I just find it hard to believe that that's fair dinkum, right? Is this really the end of Christianity? Anyone with intelligence and sophistication and education is going to run so far away from this thing. But is this really so? They're going to run away from Christianity. I think anyone with intelligence, sophistication is going to run away from Kanye West's presentation of Christianity, and maybe even Nick Fuentes' presentation. Milo Yiannopoulos' presentation. Really, is this the end of Christianity for 500 years? 
Okay, let's go around the golf course here. What we just listened to and saw, is this any of this anti-Christian or a-Christian? No. This is the essence of that Dionysian religion. Really? So, do you think Kanye West is the essence of Christianity? Seriously? I, I, I suspect that if uh, Kanye West wasn't espousing Christianity, he'd be espousing something else. I don't think Christianity is the main thing that's uh, shaping Kanye West. Right? If it wasn't this crazy thing, it'd be something else. And any people with intelligence and sophistication will reject that. They are doing far more to like disrupt and demoralize Christianity than I could ever accomplish in my lifetime. I don't know. I just think 99% of people will just think uh, Kanye and company are insane. And I think that uh, Nick Fuentes is, you know, a little off. And I have a hard time believing that this is going to profoundly change how regular Americans are going to view Christianity. And so it's all kind of a good thing on that level. But, you know, and I, was, I, I think Marjorie Taylor Greene and those people are too. You know, they're associating themselves with they are the face of nationalism, they're the face of Christianity, they're the whatever, and that means... Really, Kanye West, Milo Yiannopoulos, and Nick Fuentes are the face of Christianity? I just find that hard to believe. That everyone is sophisticated is going to involve that. And so I think that's good, because that, that was always like a blocking mechanism for any kind of future politics or ideology. And I, I, so I think it's all kind of positive in that way. As long as the, the uh, torch is being passed, then that's like a natural progression. Well, the torch, <laughs> the tiki torch is like that. No, yeah. no, no, no. The tiki torch is being passed. <laughs> okay, this sounds nuts. This sounds crazy. And uh, you know what's equally crazy is like, why the heck am I walking on the highway? Sounds a little nuts to me. No, I didn't mean that. <laughs> I did not mean that. You can say that in some way. I mean, I, I obviously I find that kind of funny. But yeah, no, what I do today, yeah, it's just it's not it's not doing what I want. But I'm not going to lie to you and say that it's therefore like not going to be successful at some level. Really, I mean, successful on on what level? Like, what would be success for this? Uh, Kanye West, Milo Yiannopoulos, Nick Fuentes movement. I, I just have a hard time seeing success here. Like, it is powerful. It is not what I believe in or what I resonate with or, or ideologically what I want in the future. But I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not like, I'm not going to lie. Like, this is going to trouble. I mean, this is going to end in disaster, but like, before the plane crashes, it's going to fly pretty high. Right, this sounds a lot like uh, Richard Spencer 1.0, 2.0, So maybe uh, Richard recognizes how similar the Kanye West, Nick Fuentes, Milo Yiannopoulos thing is to some of his prior adventures. And I respect that. I respect the audacity. I respect Fuentes for, like, leaving behind Sometimes you just have to cut people off 
leaves them in the dust. All the- so is Richard saying that he respects the audacity of hope? Is that what's going on here? We've got the audacity of hope operating? I guess that's what I'm experiencing right now, the audacity of hope of walking down the shoulder of this freeway. He's like people who surrounded Quintus, all his friends. I presume they're not going to be his friends going forward because they offered some use value maybe four or five years ago or whatever. But he's Does uh, Nick have friends? Or does he just have followers? doesn't seem to have that many friends. It seems to have perhaps more followers. And those people have no talent or power without him. You know, sometimes you just have to leave people in the dust. And he... Sounds like Rich is talking more about himself, really. Does uh, do Richard's friends or Nick's friends have no power or talent outside of him? Uh, can't be skeptical. I don't think either... Richard or Nick, you know, transforming dross, human dross, into gold. And yeah, he's going to be the next Alex Jones or whatever. I mean, make of that what you will. Um, I, you know what I mean? I mean, like when I say that, it's a little bit of a backhanded compliment or a little bit of a poisoned pill, you could say. Well, like, well, where, where else was it supposed to go after the all right? I mean, well, that kind of blew everything open. Uh, maybe. I mean, it, it's. I, I think it. Like maybe it's just uh, largely about the self and the ego gratification and pushing you know oneself forward and getting attention and the movement or shape shift depending on where the attention comes from. Like, there's obviously a direction that I want to take things, but that, again, this is going to be much more immediately popular and powerful. And it's, I don't think any of it, I think all of that stuff, like immigration reform, or, you know, kick out the illegal, sir. Or, you know, say Merry Christmas again, wave the flag. All of that stuff is just in the rear view mirror. Like, they, they are so beyond that, it's not even funny. They moved towards, like, outright... Like, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, just outright, like, revolutionary Christianity. It's where they're going. I just don't see what's particularly Christian about this. Like, if you're, if you're fair dinkum in your religion, then you're giving things up for your religion. Right, making sacrifices and you have people higher up in the religion that you look to for, for guidance and direction right? you, have to, you can't just uh, make religion up on the fly it's not, it's not authentic all right? if you want to be part of a 2,000, 3,000 year old tradition you have to be willing to follow direction to accept authority and who are the Christian clergy who are speaking out for Kanye, Nick and Milo I'm just unaware of any. They are outside you know, traditional Christianity. They're outside of any normative form of Christianity. And so they're, they're making up their own thing. doesn't make them wrong. But it's just hard to see what they're doing that's exactly Christian because I don't see the Christian sacrifice. I don't see the you know, knowledge of the Christian tradition, Christian teachings, 
have a biblical text, the text of the Church Fathers, text of the Reformers. I don't see any familiarity with any of this. I don't see you know, exactly how they're embodying the, the life of Christ or the teachings of the Church or the born-again experience. I just don't recognize any of this as uh, Christian. I already described it as a Christian acceleration of them. And I would say... Yeah, I mean, basically. I mean, the accelerationists were basically correct. I mean, we come, like, from the same echo chamber, right? Like, you had the echo chamber we all evolved from, which you had a great deal of creating. Like, all these ideas... Don't you have to be Christian to be participating in Christian accelerationism? Wouldn't there need to be something right, particularly Christian about what you're doing? Wouldn't you need to have the support of various Christian clergy and Christian churches and Christian organizations? off each other and molded each other you had the christian nationalists that kind of formed then you had your like pagans kind of form like these different ideas shaping each other and bickering with each other because we weren't allowed to talk with anyone else so all of our ideas shaped off each other and this one just happened to shoot out and gain popularity because christianity is massive and it crosses racial barriers so yeah like without kanye west this could have never happened also by the way yeah, it completely elevates over race. Yeah, it's it's yeah. just racist. I mean, you, race is probably still going to kind of come up. They're going to say, like, white lives matter or whatever. But, like, they've gone beyond it. And, and people who are going to attack where this is going is because it's racist or something. Like, you should attack the GOP because they're racist. Like, that, that yeah. makes sense. Well, like, they are gone. This comes from an action. They've gone way beyond it. Yeah, exactly. This, this comes from... Basically, everyone's sitting on their hands for so long and telling everyone to be quiet. It's like conversations happen in back rooms and ideas get stronger and stronger. And then eventually that dam breaks. And I mean, I think this is a positive thing because how I viewed the country for the past several years is completely deflated. Even Trump's presidency was completely. Why why on earth would I tell you, why on earth would someone view the Kanye West, uh, Nick Quintus, Miley Anopolis phenomenon as, as positive? And uh, the years of the Trump presidency is deflating because uh, they're marginalized losers who, you know, yearning for some sort of apocalypse. And that's the only, only thing that makes sense. Boy, I am really off the beaten track here. I'm just going down mile after mile of freeway. This is not what I intended. Nothing's getting done. I don't think anything will get done. And I, I think we need a massive paradigm shift culturally in terms of... Towards Christianity in your mind. Well, Christianity, because it aligns, in my views, with like Jeffersonian views of the, how this country was founded. I, I mean, I understand your certain critiques over things. I don't... I don't, well, I don't Jefferson wasn't exactly a Christian, but... I know, that's on. my point. That's my point. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's okay. my point. Yeah. So, so you ultimately under... I mean, that, that is the kind of interesting aspect of this, is that... This is kind of, it's like the most American thing in the world and kind of anti-American at the same time. Like, yes, that's, that's the weird thing about it because uh, this country, like the real founders of this country were like religious fanatics like John Winthrop. But they, they were, were the people who ran away from people like the control. It's a form of control. Yeah. <laughs> they, like, I, like, I want to understand absolutely that too. Supported state churches and like the status quo. They they needed to get away to refound 
Jerusalem. Now, it's also anti-American in the sense that, like, you know, the founders were basically deist. Jefferson famously, you know, cut the... He he was in, like, a Kantian in some level. He, like, cut the miracles out of the Bible and then had a kind of rational Christ or something like that. And he didn't... He Uh, thought the apocalypse was insane. Uh, John was a bad man. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and, and obviously, like, the mainstream of this, including, like, normal people, normies, like, it's, it is pretty secular and so on. So, on some level, all of this is, like, radically anti-American. But then on another level, it's, like, the most American thing you could ever be. Yeah, it's, it's like, more anti-elitism, like... Okay, now, that makes sense. This is Kanye West, Nick Fuentes. There is something very American about it. Right? It seems far more American than Christian. This is on our side. Like, where can we find you? You can find me in the Bible. <laughs> okay, so this is Richard Spencer's space uh, maybe three days ago, his space on Twitter. <laughs> just like, well, so yeah, I mean, so, oh my goodness. With the way, the, I mean, it was just like, oh, that was agonizing, but so, like, enticing at the same time, that convers- that entire conversation. Yeah. It was, it was, gl- it was like, glorious to watch every moment of it because you felt the anxiety from Jones, you felt the anxiety from everyone, but then you also felt like they knew they were on this, like, Sounds a little bit like my highest rating show when I had Nick Fuentes and Baked Alaska and Jim Goad and Bids and Beardley and uh, Bids and Sidekick and Company, like the Saturday Night Jim Goad Massacre, right? It was my highest rating show, but also left me feeling rather queasy afterwards, but uh, a lot of people couldn't look away from like event horizon that there's no going back from this there's no uh, going back yeah yeah there's absolutely no everything's changed yeah like i got i got a text from my mother it's, it's, about it oh yeah. really well, well it's like that like you're you're on a road trip and like you have half a tank of gasoline and so you just can't turn back yeah so like, like no dude we're you, all you, we have to get all the way, <laughs> we have to drive all the way to wichita because okay this is a great analogy all right this is great commentary here from spencer that's these last two points are very apt. If because we, we're are, are like you're in the desert, you have a half a tank of gas. Like it's better train downhill. Yeah. yeah, you just got to keep going. That's the only way you can survive. And this, I, I think that's this where was they are. Forced though, we have to realize that it was forced. Like like okay, if this wouldn't have happened, if Jones didn't get that massive lawsuit, he wouldn't have let this ride. He would have stopped this. I don't think that's true. I mean, Alex Jones had. Uh, Richard Spencer on, he's had David Duke on, had a lot of wacky people on. Good point. You know, he would, be, he would have been supporting DeSantis. Yes, exactly. So so a lot of these, these things happen. Alex Jones doesn't support Kanye West, right? Probably does support DeSantis. Because of um, preemptive strikes, I don't know, I mean, people, they, 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 they're playing their own chess games and they make moves for certain reasons, but these well, are the consequences of those moves. This. Like, there's been an uh, actually one of my friends have, has been showing me some discussion of a phenomenon that, that I've actually been aware of for a little while, and that is the uh, Zionist Jews of a particular stripe, uh, like Bibi Netanyahu. Mm-hmm. They've just kind of moved off liberal Jews in America. It's just kind of like, listen, guys, all right, you don't get us. That depends on circumstances, right? There'll be circumstances where Zionist Jews and liberal Jews will find a lot in common. So, yeah, right now the direction is less and less in common. Wow, that's the airport. Right? I've ended up at the airport. 
Turn on cellular data. You undermine us. You you don't you think we're icky because we're a, a religious state. Mm-hmm. You know, like we don't need you, and we're actually aligning ourselves with the Christian Zionists who think that we're the chosen people and the apocalypse is coming or whatever they are motivated to support us you aren't so we're like the Bibi netanyahu achievement has been to like promote you know Falwell, uh all of these guys trump um putin to a degree although that that's coming from but they 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 went into this but then that thing that you're 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 like attaching yourself to it's kind of a monster like it's franchise monster Mm-hmm. Or it's like a column that starts to attack the Jews. That's exactly what Kanye is. Yeah. Well, it's not just unique to Kanye. Everything's like this. Right? You and I may be good mates, but then circumstances change, and we're at each other's throats. I hope that doesn't happen, but I'm sure that's happened to you in the past. You're getting along great with someone. Something happens, and you're suddenly at odds. So there are no permanent friends. Since you form any connection with anyone, you're also sowing the seeds for a future betrayal, because betrayal is the hyperbolic word we use for when other people don't live up to our expectations for them. Exactly. Yes. So you create this golem to protect your. This is the original. Um, this is no more a golem than any other human relationship or human alliance. Okay, where the hell am I? I'm out at the airport. Okay, Millstream Lookout, Sir Joseph Banks Park, Henron Estuary. Ah, okay, so I am in Botany Bay. Alright, this is where Captain Cook came. And this is where Captain Cook discovered Australia. Fair Dinkin. Never made it to Sydney Harbour. Yeah, it's like yeah. we're going to create this monster uh, in order to protect our our community, and then the monster is like, you know, I'm self aware and I'm going to attack you now, mm-hmm. and that's what they've created. So, like, it, on the one hand, this is like, you know, it's very American. It's kind of like weirdly kind of in the line of Christian Zionism, but then you have Kanye being like, I love Hitler, which he said from a Christian standpoint, and it, he had he meant something different than the way that's going to be taken. But he he said, you know, uh, but like he basically said, I love Hitler, and then he said Hitler is basically. <laughs> and so, like, you're you're you created this golem that is on the loose, and it's going, it's, it's actually not in your benefit to continue to do this. Like, no, and someone else is going to gra- some other team is going to grab that golem and use it against you. You're a, you're yeah. A- yeah. That's yeah, what we're seeing. You should have it's basically, I mean, we're basically seeing, we're seeing, <laughs> yeah. we're seeing, like, basically how I see it is they wanted to steal Trump's populist energy and give it to the Sanders. Yeah. Gay comes in here and some... I don't think they had any big, deep, their intense strategy. Uh, these are people uh, kind of acting off of instinct. And when you love someone, all right, it can very quickly turn into hatred. There's, there's never much of a black Jewish right? That's uh, largely a myth. That doesn't mean 
need is going to end up in the GOP's pocket, not at all. It's going to end up as a tertiary element that may move the entire conversation to the right. It may lead to a, some kind of... It's, it's not even to the right. It's, it's to somewhere else. Like, some this, is not, this is neither left nor right. And I would say this like, in terms of just pragmatic politics. I would be willing to bet anyone here... I, I don't want to say a million dollars there now, but like, I'll bet you 500 bucks that DeSantis, he might not even at this point i think I, and I think he's going nowhere he's the next jeb he's the next marco rubio he's the next chris christie like they've opened up that's what uh, mark lebovich said in uh, the atlantic magazine he says once people get to know DeSantis, they're going to realize how boring he is you know what an unappealing personality he has how people just don't like him this Pandora's box or like as a like, they opened up a portal to another realm and you cannot go back that's right Yes, and this portal really yeah, was sure initially stepped into in 2016 with Trump. Why right. we stepped into this parallel, this parallel yeah, timeline? Yeah. yeah, we did, and I'm not sure Trump is going to be triumphant in 2024 uh, for all, uh, not in the primary. Not who knows if we even get to these elections? This is who, a does, who knows if we even get there? And who knows if he's not in prison? I mean, it's there's so many factors. But what, what I would say is that like the candidate that all these GOP hacks think that everyone's going to just return to and it's going to be hunky dory, that is wrong. No, the paradigm shifted long ago. They're so out of touch. I agree. Yeah. Well, well, Richard, I know you've shared some similar moments with uh, as Kanye. How would you say that uh, Alex Jones interview compares with like your MPI moments? You both are like feeling it, you know, high adrenaline. Oh, yeah, the, the adrenaline gets to you. you eat it. Yeah, Richard identifies with being the center of public attention. You know, he identifies with you know, taking things way beyond the Overton window. So he identifies with what Kanye and Nick and Milo are going through. You, you say hail Trump, hail our people, hail free truth, whatever. You know, I, I, it is what it is. It, it was true to the moment. And, you know, would I say that right now? Of course not. But we're not living it right now. We're living in a, you know, that was said in a kind of euphoric time. And so it just simply is what it is. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I think he, he went even further. I mean, he makes a hail Trump seem, you know, like you're, lame in comparison. Yeah, 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 you're looking pretty moderate, Richard. You got to catch up. What's going on with you? <laughs> it's really important to Richard to be cutting edge. Boring, and that's kind of what drives him. What makes him so interesting and exciting to listen to? He's always for the new shiny thing. I'm not on that train, and so I'm kind of like I'm walking a different path. But I'm gonna get there. But it, it's gonna be kind of slower and different. But I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm good actually. But they are on this train with no brakes, just like hurtling forward to an unknown destination. Yeah, but I think that's the brilliant aspect of, like, our entire community in terms of, what, I mean, whatever you call our element of the right wing, like, uh, the, the sphere in which we are. It's like there's a lot of intelligent people, and we are constantly in discourse with each other. We may not agree entirely on everything, but it's moving forward, and it exponentially moved forward today in an unpredictable manner, and it may be going... This guy sounds like he's not tired of winning. ...crazy direction, but I agree that everyone is going to have to adapt to this and provide their element to it and continue to be engaged with the discourse because that's the only way things get straightened out properly. Yeah, you have to be engaged and you have to, like, what, again, without endorsing Milo... All right, there's a time to be engaged and there's a time to be disengaged, right? People who are uh, disengaging from the Kanye West nonsense, I don't think their lives are going to be crippled by it, right? I don't think they're missing the shiny new thing. It's not Milo. I, I absolutely don't endorse Milo. Without endorsing Ye or Fuentes, I still have a respect for them because they're pushing forward. And like, if there's something that I can say for myself, um, it is that I don't like. I, I recalibrate, I rethink, but I try to like keep pushing forward in a radical direction. And that's the best of me. All of these guys who are just like, oh yeah, you know, the the GOP will do immigration reform next time. We'll get them next time. And you know, the people are waking up to the importance of illegals or whatever. That stuff, guys. You know, 2012 call and they want their talking points back. Like, you guys aren't going anywhere. 
you're you're on a treadmill, actually. There's a great difference. There's yeah, difference I, between, I agree with you. I agree metaphorical today. There's there's a, there's a train with no brakes hurtling towards an unknown destination. Now, yeah. Well, that destination that is Latin America. I mean, I lived in Latin America. I lived in Latin America for eight and a half years. I know where it's going. It's gated communities and it's serious. Uh, Sometimes it's a good thing to get back. So there's nothing inherently superior about 2022, right? Sometimes it's a good thing to go backwards. And sometimes it's a good thing to go backwards a year, 10 years, 15 years, 35 years, 100 years, 1,000 years. Okay, so we're at the planes are taken off. It's pretty current. I think I know the destination they're on. It's uh, self-destruction, social destruction. My own little like mystic quest, like on like under the Appalachian Mountains, like eating uh, Richard had uh, had his fill of fame, right? He's he's looking for a, the road less traveled right now. But, uh, times change, people change, situations change. You eventually, may want that uh, hit of fame once again. There. The way I described it, it's a bit self-deprecating, if you could tell. Now, um, kind of like Luke in The Last Jedi, just kind of waiting to see what happens, even though that's horrible. Yeah. 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 Um, but there, there's another like group of the movement, like the hard right or like whatever. They're just on a fucking treadmill. Yeah. You know, they're not going. You, you gotta go get somewhere. Okay. I gotta figure out how to get out of here.